If you're into designer furniture and you want the sofa that broke the internet, you don't have to go broke to get it. Because Designer Looks Furniture has all the same styles and trends and all the quality, but without the designer prices. Check them out. Designer Looks at Value City Furniture or designerlooks.com. Blog Talk Radio. Prejudice. Wrote a song about it? Like to hear it? Here it goes. Free your mind.
Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the show. We are coming to you from Dallas, Texas, as usual. It's uh, Thursday morning, 1 a.m. here in Dallas, Texas on, what is the date today? March 28, 2013. So welcome to Off Limits. Tonight, we are going to continue our discussion on gay marriage, uh, gay marriage part two. And last night, I talked about, um, I talked about last night, gay marriage from a non-religious perspective. And tonight, we're going to discuss religion, I'm sorry, discuss gay marriage and gays in general um, and homosexuality from a religious perspective. And what I mean by that essentially is discussing it based, um, you know, defending homosexuality uh, from the religious zealots and people who who say that being gay is wrong according to the Bible and blah blah blah. And so, if you have something to say about this, whether pro or or against, the call in number is three two three sorry three two three eight four three six one six zero. And I'm happy to talk to you about your feelings about uh, gay people from a religious perspective, and just the uh, gay marriage. A discussion that we're having in the country right now because of the Supreme Court. <clears throat> Yesterday, I talked about how the Supreme Court was discussing gay marriage um, and it was specifically talking about Proposition 8 in California and whether or not to overturn that decision, the decision that was ruled on by their uh, Supreme Court judge in California um, that stated that it was unconstitutional. So they are debating that, and they heard arguments about that yesterday. <clears throat> Today was the second and last day of the two gay uh, issues that they're discussing, um, and today they talked about DOMA, which is the Defense of Marriage Act, um, and the Defense of Marriage Act has been around since the, ni- the 90s, and what it does is it says that no marriage, no, the federal government will not, will not recognize any marriage outside of a conventional traditional, quote-unquote, traditional marriage, meaning a man and a woman. So essentially it's a bigoted law, and it is a law that um, means that gay people cannot um, ever receive, gay couples cannot ever receive federal benefits, governmental assistance or Social Security from their spouse um, or to bypass estate taxes as a spouse or a million, a thousand other things that you cannot be or file taxes together um, as a gay couple because of this law. And, um, or this is on the books and preventing that from occurring anyway. So uh, the president of the United States, President Obama, actually um, defended DOMA for the first couple of years of his, um, his presidency because he, as the president, has to defend any law that the government has in the books. That's what he said anyway. And before President Obama actually did not support gay marriage, he actually said he supported civil unions or whatever, but did not support gay marriage. However, last year he came out during the election season and stated that he did actually change his mind. He has had a change of heart and has, quote, evolved um, to realize that gay marriage should be legal and that gays should actually have the same rights as people, um, heterosexual people. So the um, the uh, the good thing about that is, is that he, the president of the United States, is the first president to ever come out in favor of gay marriage or to ever support 
any kind of um, you know support for gay people in terms of our lives here in the United States. And so he essentially came out and said, yes, gay people should be equal to everyone else. That was a big deal. Whether you like him or not, it was a big deal. And it was something that gay people were very proud to hear our president say. And not only that, he went further and actually said in his inauguration speech and before that during his campaign speech, he always included, and then thereafter and still today, he always included and includes gay people when he says we're fighting for the rights of uh, everybody, not just one person, but everybody, not just um, one segment of society, but everybody, and that includes men, women, gays, lesbians, you know, transgender. He mentioned everybody, black, white, whatever. So it really was an incredible um, thing, and I think I think greatly that of him because he has done that and is a president who supports gay rights. Now, these have been – the gay rights have been um, – supported by many people in our government. Um, unfortunately, never as anyone as high up as he is has actually come out in 100% you know, uh, support of it. It's always been sort of couched in, in uh, excuses or whatever. And he has uh, come out and said that. So that's a great thing. Anyway, so anyway, today the Supreme Court <clears throat> deliberated on whether the Defense of Marriage Act, uh, which, as I said, denies legally married same-sex couples federal benefits um, if it meets constitutional standards, um, if, and basically whether or not it's constitutionally correct or fair <clears throat> for that to be the case. So the arguments um, have been basically that uh, – well, by the, the, the judges on the, on the panel, there's, there's, there's you know six judges or five judges that are, that are liberal and four that are not. And the six that are liberal have all stated essentially – that DOMA, um, which was signed into law basically in, in 1996, is, quote, inherently prejudiced and thus invalid. So, I mean, to even question the fact that DOMA is prejudiced is ridiculous. It is obviously prejudiced because what it does, um, and Justice Alina Kagan on, on the Supreme Court said, uh, or she questioned um, the motivations of Congress to enact DOMA in the first place because she quoted a House report from that time, that era, when they were seeking that to be approved, that actually said, quote, um, or that the, 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 the intention was to, quote, morally disapprove of homosexuality. So that in and of itself proves that it was a prejudiced law and that it is based on prejudice and nothing really more. Um, it wasn't the will of the people necessarily. It wasn't voted on necessarily, so it was it was simply uh, to say we disapprove of gay people. <laughs> that was the whole purpose of it, and that has been the um, reason that it is it sh- and should be held invalid. Um, so hopefully they are going to come to the conclusion that it is um, invalid, and they're going to overturn it. And that means if once that happens, that means the federal government can actually legally um, recognize same-sex marriage. And I think it is absolutely the barrier between uh, whether it happens or not, whether it does get recognized by the federal government. If DOMA is still there in the books, it can't ever happen. So, I mean, at least legally. And the federal government is not going to go against their own law. So the federal government can recognize 
marriages, gay marriages in Connecticut and Massachusetts and Washington, D.C. and, and uh, Vermont and wherever other states that allow it, <clears throat> uh, the nine states that allow it now, once that is no longer considered uh, legal. And so hopefully they're saying we will have decisions on both Proposition 8 and on um, DOMA by June of this year. So around June sometime, we should finally find out whether <clears throat> Proposition 8 is overturned, whether DOMA is overturned, and whether gay people can actually get married again in California, and whether the rights of gay people uh, or the uh, gay people who are already married or will get married in states that allow it will be recognized by the federal government. And just briefly, before I move on to the actual discussion for today, um, I wanted to say that there are thousands of rights that are um, bestowed upon people who are married um, in the United States, uh, straight or whatever. So if you're straight and you're married in the United States, you have thousands of, literally thousands of rights that you do not have if you're gay and married. And actually, Ruth Gator Ginsburg today called... Um, Called gay, called um, gay marriage or heterosexual marriage the way it's set up now, whole milk, and gay marriage skim milk, skim milk because you get so little of the actual meat of the what most people get when they get married. <clears throat> so it's obviously, it obviously no one can argue that it is not equal. It is not equal, and the whole point, um, you know, is that you know because of the Fourteenth Amendment, I think it's the Fourteenth Amendment. It says that they'll not establish any law that is not, you know, um, equal or whatever. I mean, that's not exactly right, but you know what I'm talking about. So it is a constitutional right for us to actually have equality and a class of people to be recognized and to have equality um, under the law. So hopefully, hopefully this will come to pass soon. I'm skeptical about Proposition 8 actually being a return because they are wanting to actually throw it out of court um, saying it may not even even be appropriate for them to decide upon it, so um, I don't know if that if that necessarily is going to happen. But I'm pretty pretty sure that the DOMA that DOMA will be overturned. <clears throat> so hopefully um, that will be the case, and gays like myself who are married will be able to have federal recognition of our marriages, which means so much. So we shall see what happens with that. Okay, so. Um, next up, we're going to talk about um, gay marriage and how gay marriage actually has been around for thousands and thousands of years. Many people say that gay, gay marriage is always between a man and a woman, blah, blah, blah. Well, that simply is not true. Um, and so we're going to discuss that and discuss um, homosexuality in general uh, from a religious standpoint. And if you have something to add, you can call in at 323-843-843. <clears throat> 6160, and uh, I'm going to play an audio clip from today's, um, today's um, actually, what I'm going to play for you is an audio clip um, from uh, this documentary or whatever uh, about Loving versus Virginia, the 40th anniversary, um, which was the legislation that actually had interracial marriage um, made it legal in all states um, in 1967. So this is what they say, those people who are racially, interracially married or whatever, um, about gay marriage and what they think and why they think it should be legalized. So I'll play that, and we'll be right back.
Hi, I'm Julian Bond, and this is my wife, Pamela Horowitz. We've been married 17 years. Uh, 17 years ago, we got married in the state of Virginia. Had it not been for the case of Loving versus Virginia, we'd not been able to get married there or in 19 states. Uh, that Supreme Court decision uh, was necessary and uh, I think changed the way people thought about interracial relationships even out of the context of marriage. Marriage, after all, is a civil ceremony that apportion some rights and responsibilities to both parties and I ought not be denied that simply because of someone else's religious bigotry. If for some religious reason you don't want me to marry in your church, that's okay in your church, but don't bring your religious bigotry against me into City Hall. Everyone has a right to marry the person of their choice and that choice can't be negated because they're of different races and it can't be negated because they're of same sexes. In other words, loving means loving. When we fell in love 48 years ago, we were fortunate to be living in the state of New York where we were able to get married. If we had lived in the state of Maryland where we're living now, we could not have gotten married. It was against the law. We would have been arrested. Such discrimination was often justified with bigotry disguised as religious truth. Some people even said to us, well, the Bible says that the races shouldn't mix. When we fell in love 17 years ago, we couldn't get married. It was against the law. This type of discrimination is often justified with bigotry disguised as religious truth. Couples like us couldn't get married in any state. Then the Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court said that same-sex couples could get married in 2004, and we got married legally. It's hard to believe that couples in all the other states are still denied the freedom to marry. We couldn't be married today if discrimination were still the law in Massachusetts. We know what it means to be discriminated against just because we're in love. We believe that the freedom to marry should be extended to gay men and lesbians in every state. America will be a better place for it. In the end, love, commitment, and family are all that matters. All right, so we are back. If you want to call into the show, the number is 323-843-6160, and that was a clip from um, from it's sort of, I'm not sure if it's a documentary or if it's sort of just a public announcement type thing, but it is on the anniversary of Loving versus Virginia, so it's uh, apropos. Uh, especially considering we are um, debating gay marriage, and um, it's essentially the same issue as interracial marriage was in the uh, 60s and 50s and before. So it is, um, the parallels are, are very much the same. And people often say they're not the same, but the struggle is the same. There is no difference in terms of why people can't, are being denied their rights. If they're being denied their rights for the same reasons that gay people are being denied their rights today, 
basically because of religious bigotry. And it's always couched in <clears throat> that, you know, religious bigotry. Um, why when someone says, you know, they don't like something or someone, if they say, well, it's because the Bible says so, or because that's how I was raised, or that's just not right, it's immorally, immorally wrong or whatever, and they say, they say whatever they believe is is okay, or it's it's excused because someone believes in it because of their religious belief or whatever, which is ridiculous. You know, I say this all the time. Religion is simply opinion. Uh, that's all it is is an opinion. I mean, people have faith and they believe deeply in um, whatever it is that they, what religion they, they they subscribe to. They believe in it heartfelt. You know, but they also have to realize that they believe as staunchly about their religion as someone else believes about theirs. So a Jew, an Orthodox Jew, is no less um, devout to their beliefs than a um, Catholic priest or than an evangelical Christian or than necessarily any other religion, you know, or a Muslim uh, or anything. So these these are all people who believe, excuse me, I have a, my throat, I'm losing my voice tonight for some reason, so I apologize for all the throat clearing and everything. But anyway, these are people who believe in what they believe very strongly. And people are willing to die for their religious beliefs. There, people are willing to die for it. And some of them do it just so that they can get to heaven because they believe in that. But my point is, is that all of these people believe equally as strongly as the other. And so you ask a Christian a question about their religious beliefs um, or what they don't believe in or what they do believe in. And if someone else doesn't believe the way they believe, they feel that other person is going to hell or that other person is just insane or crazy or, or stupid or uneducated or whatever. When in reality, all that they, they base that their belief is on is based on faith and nothing else. It's not based on fact necessarily. And so, you know, we're going to talk about how first we're going to talk about how homosexuals are persecuted by religions and religious people in general, and then we're going to talk about um, religion and homosexuality as you know a construct. So we're going to talk about first how it's used against gay people. Now every time you you know someone says someone we'll talk specifically about Christians because I know mostly about Christian people because that's what the majority of the country is. And because I was raised as one. So I, I know about Christianity, and I know what it, it generally people think it says about homosexuality. Um, and unfortunately, people are, when they believe in the Christian faith, they often are blindly following their pastors and their preachers or whatever. They're blindly following. They're they're just they have blind faith. They don't really think about what it is that they believe in. They simply believe because that's what they were taught to believe by their parents or by their culture or because they've been scared into not believing anything else. One of the most <clears throat> one of the most um Interesting things about Christianity specifically, and it's almost built into most religions really, but Christianity specifically, of course, has the devil as the arch enemy rival of God or Jesus or whatever. So, um, and 
you know, the devil or Satan, B- B- Lucifer, whatever you want to call him, was supposed to be an angel from heaven who was who was among God's favored and fell to earth or fell uh, into earth. And now he runs hell, basically, and is completely against God and and does everything he can to um, to make his life hell and everybody else's life on earth. So that's the idea. And because they have that, um, they also have the idea that if you do not believe in me, and specifically Christianity, then you shall die and go to hell, or you will not be one of the chosen ones or whatever. So that's built into the, into the religion. It's built into the belief system. And because of that, people are scared to death to think anything else, even just thinking that maybe Jesus wasn't who you've been told he was or even perhaps that he didn't even exist, which some people believe, or that Christianity is based on a lie. All of these things, people um, are afraid to to think for themselves because of how they have been brainwashed into believing that if they think anything outside of what um, what is taught to them, that they're going to get a hell and burn it forever for eternity. So yeah, they're scared shitless. And specifically kids and children, you know, when I was a child, I was the same way to some degree. I certainly was, I mean, I wasn't a devout, I was never a devout Christian at all, but I was raised in a Christian household and we, you know, I loosely, I knew the stories and everything else. And there was a time where I read the Bible, the children's Bible all the way through and just so I could understand what it said. And my grandmother was very religious. So I understood what, that if I didn't believe in something else, that you could go to hell and whatever else. So the first thing you do is you have to believe in hell, that it exists, that the devil exists. You have to believe that heaven exists. You have to believe that Jesus Christ exists as God or the Savior or whatever, the Messiah. You have to believe on all these things before you can even be afraid. So these things are used against people to not think for themselves. When it comes to homosexuality, when when the Bible says a man shall not lie with a man as with a woman, um, which is the passage that's almost typically it, it is an abomination, which is the passage that is most typically, um, you know, recited as proof that being gay is wrong. Um, that entire thing is about Sodom and Gomorrah, <clears throat> and that specific uh, quote or that specific text was not about homosexuality. What it was about, believe it or not, was hospitality and rape. And it was about being um, – because the problem was this. The Sodomites – there was Sodomites – it was uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, whatever. The Sodomites or whatever that's what they're called. You know, <laughs> um, They were – this place, Sodom and Gomorrah, this place was very um, lush. Or what they say it was lush and, and full of um, – um, of sex and just kind of uh, illicit sex and, and not caring about here having sex with or anything like that. Anyway, so in those days, the, the cultures when they were when um, when armies would come and conquer a place, they would uh, often the men would rape the other men as a, as a as a sign of domination, and they would rape them um, not in the sexual sense. You know, it was in a uh, sense of power. So it was just like being raped as a woman or something. It was a sense to show them that they were, they were now their masters and rulers. 
And so they um, – and then they would typically become their slaves or whatever, these people um, that they conquered. So – um, and also, people would come to the, the people would come through there, and 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 the sodomites would not want any strangers to come in there. And they would tell them they wouldn't want them to come in. They would want water. They'd want food or just to help me with something. And they would not do it. And they turn them away. So these are the things that those messages are about. Those are not about. It had nothing to do with being gay. It had nothing to do with it. And yet it is used <clears throat> in that sense because it fulfills the 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 moral. Uh, need for Christians whom are anti-gay uh, to say, oh, look, see, it says right here that it's wrong. So it is certainly, you know, and of course people would argue with me who is a Christian, but if you look into the history of the Bible, this is just one small example, by the way, if you look into the history of the Bible, you will see that there are many, many things that are not as they originally were written. <clears throat> The thing is that the Dead Sea Scrolls, for example, which is where we get the most authentic um, authentic original manuscripts of the Bible, were discovered around 70 A.D. or something like that. Or written, I'm sorry, written around 70 A.D. or something like that, okay? So about 70 years – I'm sorry, 40 years. 40 years or something like that after the death of Christ, okay? So um, these were found – Oh, hold on. They were found then. Sorry, they were written about four years after the fact. Sorry. So these are considered to be the most accurate representation of the Bible, the, the original text, the way it was originally written and intended to be. Because what happens when you have something as ancient as the Bible and the original text, it has been passed down, you know, uh, eon after eon after eon, <clears throat> it has been rewritten by a variety of people, especially after the printing press was um, invented by Gutenberg, and so in the you know, 1500s or whatever. So things have been altered and changed over and over and over in the Bible and have been um, interpreted and reinterpreted in a, a different people's way. So as we have had the Bible passed down through generation through generation, um, it has changed. For example, King James... Uh, King James, yeah, the King James, which is the King James version of the Bible. King James actually made his own entries into the Bible. So did Con Constantine from Constantinople. We found Constantinople, who became a Christian at the end of his life. Um, <clears throat> they both inserted things into the Bible. One of the things they inserted into the Bible was a man shall not lie with a man as with a woman in that particular phrasing. Um, or there's some homosexuality is wrong or whatever. There's several passages that were added. Uh, in relation to homosexuality that we can prove that were added, that were not part of the original text of the Bible that were added afterwards to further one person's agenda. So it had nothing to do with Jesus Christ or anything he said. It had to do with personal agendas that came far after he ever died. <clears throat> and so if you look at the original um, Dead Sea Scrolls, you will see how the originals uh, what they say versus what the Bible says today, and there's a variety of versions of the Bible out there, and there's many different interpretations of what um, should what people think the Bible should say or whatever, or what it said originally. And so that is what I'm saying. And, and all it is when you read the Bible, since we're talking about Christianity, it, all it is is an interpretation. It's one person's interpretation of what someone else has told them. And beyond that. Almost all of the people in the Bible, with the exception of Paul, didn't even know 
God, Christ, or whatever you want to call it, Jesus Christ. They didn't even know him. They didn't even know him. They didn't know him. They the things that they wrote were these accounts were based on folklore essentially, and essentially based upon what they'd been told, not based upon what um, not based upon what the um, original Dead Sea Scrolls said, which is as original as we can get, by the way. And the reason, by the way, they were found in caves is because the time they were found. Or the time that they were stuffed in there, it was because there was a Jewish uprising and over, overthrow from um, was the Romans or whoever it was. Anyway, they were the Jews were not allowed to have those kinds of texts or think outside of what general society was telling them to think. So they had to hide them so that they wouldn't be uh, persecuted for believing in them. So that's why they were stuffed in the uh, caves in the first place. But anyway, having had all these different versions of the Bible – People still look at the Bible and think of it as a sacred, perfect text. People today still look at the Bible and they still believe it is the absolute word of God. Now, that is what I mean when I'm saying you have blind faith, not just faith. Because even in the presence of irrefutable evidence that what you're reading today in your Bible, Christian Bible is the Holy Bible, is not what the original people ever intended. All it is is interpretation. Therefore, how can one put so much stock into a document that is, first of all, over you know 2,000 years old and was written um, by, most of it was written at least about at least 100 years after, 75 to 100 years after, 75 to 135 years, excuse me, after the fact that it was created. So, and these people didn't know these people. They're writing based on hearsay. So if you write something based on hearsay, and then someone else writes something based on hearsay, and then someone else writes something, and someone else, and someone else, and someone else, and then it happens for 2,000 years, do you honestly believe that the document you have 2,000 years later is going to be much like the original? No, it's not. And this is not a um, this is not a um, what's the word I'm trying to say? I'm not trying to be like oh well to believe in this is ridiculous. Whatever you can believe in the Bible and you can have your your faith in it and the um, the tenets of what it states or how to live your life. Like for example, the Ten Commandments is a great way to live your life. Whatever thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not cover your husband's wife. Blah 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 blah. You know all this kind of stuff. Um, so. There's nothing wrong with having using the Bible for one's own personal um, one's own personal sense of morality or whatever in terms of what Jesus Christ Himself said, but to use it as a weapon against other people is another story. I'll talk about that later. But I want to also say Jesus Christ, in, I'm sure you've heard this before, has never said anything at all about gay people. He Himself never said gay people were, were, were should, should die or were an abomination or evil or whatever. And this is another thing that irritates me about evangelical Christians is that they, when I say they don't use their brains or reason or that they're blind faith followers because rationale would say that, well, Jesus Christ hung around prostitutes, he hung around lepers, people who were sick and ill and poor and had nothing to offer anyone else and all they needed was help in many cases <clears throat> from, from someone who would help them. He hung around these types of people 
yet would cast aspersions upon another outcast group of people. That makes absolutely no sense at all, does it? If you think about that, it doesn't make sense that someone who would do this, this, and that would also do that. So Jesus Christ himself never said anything about it. Someone else put that in the Bible. When someone was interpreting what they had been told about what happened at the, the days before, based on their hearsay, wrote what, and, and had their own agenda about specifically kings, their own agenda about what is and isn't right, their own morality, moral code or whatever, that they wanted to make into um, everyone's moral code, that was put in then. So this is the ridiculousness of believing in this document and using it against gay people. Um, but next we're going to talk about gay marriage and the fact that gay marriage has existed for thousands of years. And I do mean the real thing, gay marriage. So we'll be right back. And if you want to call in, the number is um, 323-843-6160. We'll be back in a minute. What could 
we are back. If you want to call in tonight, the number is 323-843-6160. On the first hour, I talked a lot about uh, talked about DOMA and also talked about religion and homosexuality um, and how the ridiculousness of using religion, uh, specifically the Bible, against gays and why their arguments are not valid when they say those those passages mean what they mean. But now I want to talk about the fact that gay marriage has actually actually existed for thousands of years. Um, gay marriage has actually been around for many, many years in countries where um, from Greece to Rome, uh, in, in, in Europe, all over the place, Italy, from the beginning of time almost. So to say that gay marriage is not... Um, that marriage has always been between a man and a woman is actually not accurate. That's not true. And um, actually, there are two Christian saints who were married, for example. They became Christian saints, but they were married um, in the St. Cathedral's Monastery on Mount Sinai. Uh, and they were married in 10th century in, Gre- in Greece. Uh, and they actually became saints later on. These, men. These two men were St. Serge and St. Bacchus. And so you can look it up if you need to. But gay marriage has existed for a very long time, and that's just one small example. It's also existed between uh, women as well. Um, so to say that it is a new construct and it's going to destroy the uh, sanctity of marriage is an absolute ridiculous lie. And this is why I wish people would actually do their research and actually not be led by blind faith and instead be led by facts and reason. And I understand that faith means you believe without any proof. That's fine. But to believe in something without any proof, if you want to believe in something without any proof, that's your choice. However, if you also want to believe in something, you should probably believe in something that's real and not based on conjecture and with an agenda. So if you believe in the lie that gay marriage has never existed and you believe that it somehow will destroy the quote-unquote sanctity of marriage, um, then you're not believing something that is factual. You're believing something that you're being sold. It's not true. Um, and there's many things in religion um, that are that are said to be factual, that are said to be true, that are absolutely false. And, you know, we could start I – mean, there's many places to start and discuss it, but in terms of gay marriage, for example, um, there was a partnered gay couple, as I told you a minute ago, St. Serge and, and St. Bacchus, who actually got married in a Christian church. Now, what was the ceremony like? The ceremony was in the time um, it was – and this is based on – by the way, this is based on research by a Harvard University professor in 1975 – who was also a professor at Yale in 1982, became a full professor then. And he has written a book on this. He's written on several things. So um, there was also in Greece at the time, in the 10th and 11th century, something called the Office of the Same-Sex Union. So these people have had gay marriage for a very long time. And it's also called, it was also called the Order of Uniting Two Men. But what I was going to say is, what did the gay marriage look like? Well, this is what happened. You had, first of all, a community gathered in a church. Secondly, you had a blessing of the couple before the altar. Next, you had their right hands joined, just as in sexual marriage. Uh, the, the participation of a priest, the taking of the Eucharist, and also wedding banquet afterwards. So 
this sounds a lot like gay marriage to me. I mean, this is gay marriage. That's what it is. Um, and even beyond this, we have we had the um, same-sex union of an emperor, of the Byzantine emperor Basil, from between 867 to 886. Uh, he and his companion John uh, were married in the 12th century. Uh, and also, uh, there's anyway, there's like a bazillion different examples of this. I mean, so if you want to actually be informed, if you're going to have a discussion and 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 try to say gay marriage is going to destroy the fabric of of or the sanctity of marriage or whatever, and it's never been that way, marriage has never been between a man and a woman. You are wrong. You are wrong. And it's easy enough to look this stuff up. So that's what I also hate. People want to argue with me and discuss this topic and say they think with such conviction that they're correct, but they've never done any actual research. All they're going on is based on what they've been told, what they've been led to believe by their Bible or by their pastor or their priest or or their rabbi or whatever. Instead of thinking for themselves what they're told, they just follow it with blind faith. And so that's when I have little respect for people. That's why I have such little respect when I argue with someone who actually doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> so if they did, I would have more respect for them, but they don't most of the time, especially on the topic of gay marriage. So uh, anyway, there's also a million different ra- records um, in Europe, all across Europe, in libraries all across Europe from the 8th to the 18th century, from the Vatican to St. Petersburg to Paris to Istanbul uh, and of course, I said Sinai and other places as well, um, and and uh, in Greece that there are records of gay marriages having happened in all these times and all these years. So although, and even in Roman times, it was uh, from 14th century that they had. It was up until the 14th century that gay marriage was allowed, and it was at that point that. Um, we had the beginnings of the huge churches and things like that, and the churches began to change into something more um, sinister and more about about controlling the people. But anyway, up until that point, it was not an issue until actually the 15th century at all. So um, people – gay marriage has been around forever, and all gay people want these days is the same right. And to use religion against gay people really is really not a very strong standing for all the reasons I mentioned so far in the first hour and then also now in this portion of the show. Because, you know, when you're talking about um, religion, as I said earlier, you're talking about an opinion. And, you know, people will also say to me, you know, well, God says this, God says that, blah, blah, blah. Well, I'd love to know what God says. You know, I've never spoken to God myself. He's never come down and said, hey, you know, this is this is the truth. This is the reality here. No. And I'm sorry, they haven't either. I mean, I know people feel like they've talked to God or feel like they've had a discussion, and that's fine. But I know that he himself has not come down and said it. And as I said before, the Bible never said anything. Jesus Christ himself never said one word about homosexuality. Not one word. I would think if it was such an important issue, one that was going to divide uh, the world and on different civil liberties, um, civil liberty topics or whatever, that he would know that because he can see the future, right? Because he's God, right? So he would know that that would be an issue. So if it was going to be such a huge issue, I think he would have mentioned it. But it's not a huge issue because he, as I said before, didn't have a problem with people who were different. He himself was different and outcast and um, didn't belong, and he hung around people that were the same, prostitutes and as I said, lepers and um, 
people who were ill or whatever. I mean, he hung around these kind of people because that's who he he was with. Today, if God or Jesus Christ, whatever, were here standing among us, do you honestly think that he would be hanging out with CEOs and celebrities and and you know and and riding in a, a Maserati or whatever? No, he wouldn't be, because the whole point of Christianity, the whole point of Christianity, was to be love. That was that was what Jesus Christ preached, and that was what his entire message was about was about loving one another. So to say that being uh, that being gay is um, you know something that God Himself would not want or Jesus Christ Himself would not want if you're a Christian, for example, is not something that you can speak on because the Bible doesn't say anything about Him ever saying that and. Um, if it were such an important issue, he would have mentioned it. So anyway, that's what I wanted to say about that. Um, and I think that you know a lot of discussion is revolving around that. And almost every every bigot, bigoted um, bigoted uh, belief uh, today is somehow related to religion. Um, and people are you know kind of ascribed to the religious beliefs in in a vacuum. They don't look at what life is like today. And the reason they don't is because they believe that the document that they believe in is infallible. They believe that what they believe in, the Bible, for example, in Christianity, is infallible. And that is the evangelicals believe that it is the divine word of God. And so as I've mentioned to you in the first hour and debunked why the Bible is not perfect and why it is not absolutely not a um, perfect document, um, people still believe it because they've been brainwashed to believe that it is. And as I said earlier, they're afraid to believe anything else. So they use the Bible um, to condone their own personal beliefs, their own personal prejudices, their own personal um, you know, issues with people who are different than they are. Because people who are different make other people who aren't or in the quote-unquote norm um, uncomfortable. And it's for several reasons, but one reason is because they feel they fear what's going to happen to them and their way of life. It's going to change their way of life if these people come in and they do things their way. When in reality, there's room for every way of life. There's room for everyone to live their lives. It's not going to affect anyone else's life. And just as gay marriage has not affected anyone's life the past um, 12 years it's been around, or whatever, how many years it's been. I think it's been 12 years or so uh, since Massachusetts actually, I think it's 2000 actually, so 13 years almost, that it's been around. Um, and what has happened to society in terms of marriage since then? Nothing. Marriage still, heterosexual marriages still today are 50% fail, failure. Uh, they still have a 50% failure rate, just as they did in 2000. So nothing has changed. It hasn't destroyed the fabric of the community of the world or of life or traditionalism or or of having children or any of that stuff. It hasn't changed anything. And gay people have been getting married for 12 years. It's not legal in every state, but we've been getting married for 12 years in this country. So to actually say that somehow it destroys the fabric of um, traditionalism is obviously wrong and incorrect because if that were true, it would have happened. You know, gay people it would I don't know what well, I don't know what the fuck they're afraid of is going to happen really, but I mean it would have happened already. And beyond that, there are countries that have had gay marriage since the 90s and and have not had any issues. There are many countries that allow gay gay marriage, and countries are uh, piling up every day that allow it. So to say that is um, is wrong. 
And that's something I could go on and on and on. I mean, I could, I could dispute and refute every single argument about um, why gay people should not be able to get married. And anybody can. If you actually do research and look up the actual statistics and actual facts about gay marriage and gay people or no gay people or whatever, you would understand that there's nothing to be afraid of. But the people who espouse these beliefs, this, this bigotry, this vitriol, this hatred um, based on the religious uh, ideals – they don't give a shit about facts. All they care about is what they're told by their pastors and priesters and priests or whatever. That's it. And I I don't understand how you can live your life that way. You can follow someone. You can look up to someone. You can admire someone. But you cannot follow someone with blind faith and expect your behavior to be in line with what – reality dictates. So for example, if you have a pastor or priest or whomever, you follow anything they say as the word of God because they somehow have a direct line to God, I guess, um, or they just know about the Bible so much more than you or whatever, whatever the case is, if you follow someone like that and you just do whatever they say because they tell you to, you are not living your own life in any respect. You're just doing what someone else tells you to do. You're someone else's puppet. And if you go out and you research on your own about the things, for example, gay marriage or gays or whatever, and you don't like gay people because of what the religious people tell you, and you go out and research on your own and come back to the same conclusion that, yes, my pastor was right, that's fine. Believe that. And then I have respect for that. But I have such no, I have no respect for people who simply follow with blind faith uh, their religion without actually looking at it from the through the lens of today and also through the lens of fact and what can be proven factually to be fake and to be proven factually to be true. So it's pretty simple. I'm going to take a quick break and a drink. I'll be right back.
All right, so we're back for the last hour of the show. We are talking tonight about gay marriage, part two, um, from a religious perspective. So if you want to call in and give your two cents, you can call in. The number is 323-843-6160. Also, be sure and check me out at offlimitsshow.com. Also, um, follow me on Twitter and on Facebook if you want to. I'd be happy to be friends with you. Anyway, if you want to know what I'm up to and when the next show is coming up, you can check me out in those places. So um, first hour I talked about um, the DOMA uh, ruling coming up soon and what they talked about today. I talked about gay marriage from a religious perspective and talked about how um, the Bible is used often against gay people and quoted some things about why it's, infall- or why it's, well, it's, why it's actually a fallacy when people do that. Um, so... Um, what I want to talk about now basically is how – well, first of all, I want to say one thing about it from um, a civil perspective one more time is that the the whole point about gay marriage is that you know people say often that it is a um, – uh, is it or is it not a civil right or a civil liberty? And the, the point is about all of this is that it is absolutely a civil right, and you know, civil marriage – is a civil right, and there have been cases in the past that absolutely have established that. So it's not a question whether it is under the law. It is, under the law, a civil right. Also, the 14th Amendment of the United States Constitution says no state shall deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection under the law. And so, you know, the same argument was used for interracial marriage, as I said earlier in the show, People would say in the 60s, oh, we're just protecting the sanctity of marriage, and that's exactly the same thing people are saying today about gay marriage. Um, but from a religious perspective, though, you know, when one's religion is used against you to um, justify hatred or prejudice, it is unfortunately a sad thing because to me, religion, any religion, almost every religion I know, I mean, there's, I'm sure there are exceptions, but almost every religion I've known, and I've, I've studied them to some degree, almost all of the major ones, um, is about love and lo- either loving oneself or loving other people or acceptance. And it's all about positive stuff. Whereas people today, specifically those using religion against gay people, you know, use their religion as a weapon instead of using it as something that one can uh, grow from or one can actually make a um make a, you know an actual case of so religion today is is often used in that way and is not used in my opinion the way it was meant to be used um for example do you really honestly think that if Jesus Christ himself were here today he would be using the Bible as a weapon and, and saying things that um, hatred, hate speech, and things like the Westboro Baptist Church, people like that, um, which those kinds of people exist everywhere, by the way. If you know, know who the Westboro Baptist Church is, just quickly, they are a fundamentalist Christian, if you want to call them that, church in um, somewhere, I can't remember, in the South. Anyway, and they are filled with hatred, and it's headed by Fred Phelps. And they will go around and they will go to gay funerals and to funerals of servicemen, straight or gay, and to anything to do with gay people specifically. That's what they seem to love. Um, They'll go to those things and they will protest those people's funerals. When people are at their lowest point, people are the saddest that they've ever been for having lost a loved one. They go and they say fags or, or what do they say? God hates fags or He's dying in of age, or he's dying of this or that or whatever, 
at this person's funeral, even if it's not true. They just say it to be incendiary. So these kind of people are, in the minds of many gay people, representative of how all evangelicals look to us. Okay, so when you see, when I see someone who's an, when I see someone who is an evangelical Christian or calls themselves that, or is someone who goes to church every time the doors open and is a devout believer in their faith to the point that the Bible is infallible and that it's the perfect word of God and all that nonsense, all that stuff. When I hear someone say those things, what do I feel? I feel this person is a bigot. And why do I feel that? Because if they really believe that and that deeply, then there's no, there's absolutely no, um, every person I've met that feels that way feels that way about homosexuals as well. I've never met someone who's a truly evangelical Christian who just thinks homosexuality is just fine and they love gay people. There's nothing wrong with gay marriage. and It's always the other way. So to be a fundamentalist Christian means, does mean that you believe the Bible is literal. You take the Bible literally. And that means that every single word, meaning Noah's Ark, by the way, was real, meaning that there was Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, there was a talking snake, there was an apple of knowledge. I mean, there was, you know, on and on. And it, there's a bazillion things in the Bible that are complete nonsense, but are meant to be parables that people take literally. And I'm starting to get a drink. My throat is sore. I don't, I'm not sore. It's just like I'm losing my, I'm a horse for some reason. I keep losing my voice. I apologize. Anyway, so there's a million things in the Bible that people take literally, evangelical Christians. And instead of using their brains, instead of thinking, and this is the point I keep making to this show, and whether you, you're an evangelical Christian, whether you're just a normal Christian or a Baptist or, or even if you're Muslim or if you're a Jew, whatever religion you are part of, use your brain and apply that brain to what you're taking in from whatever book you believe in, whether it's the Talmud, whether it's the Bible, whether it is the um, uh, Quran, whatever it is you believe in. Don't just take it in and unfiltered. You actually can't believe it. I mean, I don't understand people who believe in a religion so deeply that they don't question anything. So if your pastor tells you it's going to rain tomorrow because God told him it's going to rain tomorrow and you believe him because he's the pastor and he's got a direct line to God or whatever, some people believe, you're an idiot. <laughs> and so just to believe what someone's telling you because they tell you this, because of your pastor or because the book tells you that, it's fucking stupid. I'm sorry, but it's just stupid. It's stupid. I mean, it's the epitome of stupid. To just believe anything anybody tells you is the epitome of stupid to me. Okay, you know, the sky is blue. I mean, the sky is green and the grass is blue. And somebody tells you that, that you're a pastor, so you believe it because it's in the Bible, you believe it. Fucking ridiculous. So just because the Bible may say some things about homosexuality, when I've mentioned before, I've mentioned before to you why the Bible is completely wrong or why people, the passages people point out to uh, as to homosexuality being wrong have nothing to do with homosexuality. And it's been proven. And if you studied the Bible, if you studied, you know, religion at all, you will know where these things come from, what they actually mean. Um, and as I said earlier, the Dead Sea Scrolls, blah, blah, blah. The Bible is nothing like what it was when it originally came out. So, um, to believe in these things without questioning them is so 
fucking stupid. And I am not a religious person, obviously. I am not a religious person. And the reason I'm not a religious person is because I use my brain. It doesn't mean I don't believe in something beyond us. I do. I do believe in more, but I don't believe in a god up on a throne with a long beard who who interferes with our lives and judges us and decides whether we get into some paradise when we die. And I don't believe in hell. I don't believe in that. I'm much more um, you know, spiritual-minded or whatever and more about the universe and that kind of stuff. So new agey, I guess you'd say. But I'm certainly not a believer in religion. And religion is used to control people. That is what it's – that is – oh, somebody just said that, I think. Hold on. A prescription for control. Yes, I agree with you. Um, it is a prescription for control, and that is what religion has always been about. And as I mentioned earlier in the show, it is not something – when it comes to homosexuality, homosexuality was fine. It was – as I said earlier, there were gay marriages. I mentioned several people who, who were married who were gay in Ancient history in Greece and Rome, etc. I mentioned that earlier on the show and gave you their names, and some of them became saints even, and they were gay. That would drive some Catholics crazy, I'm sure. But um, these are proven facts, and these people were were fine in the church or whatever, in the churches, they the Christian faith or whatever, up until uh, the 15th century when the church changed, <laughs> and it was being used as a moneymaker and used as a way to control people and to have power and political influence. That's when it changed and when kings began to inter- intersperse their own beliefs. King James, for example, uh, Constantine from Constantinople, for example, when they began to make their own Bible versions and put in there things about homosexuality and things that they personally didn't believe in, that is when we had an issue. So it was not an issue. Religion didn't have an issue with it until then, and that means that the Bibles that or the, the religious texts that were utilized up until that point didn't say anything about it. And it, as I said before, we can prove that those religious texts were altered, that things were changed and put in and from our original document, the most original we have being the Dead Sea Scrolls and other uh, sources, <clears throat> they've changed. So how can you believe something is is perfect in the Word of God when it is it has been changed many, many times over these thousands of years? And how can you use that as a weapon? You have no leg to stand on. You have no leg to stand on when you use the Bible against gay people because, first of all, that is only your belief. That is it. That's the other thing I cannot stand about Christians using the Bible or their faith against gay people. As I said earlier, Religion is an opinion. It is your your interpretation of whatever you believe in. It is an opinion. It is not fact. I'm sorry to tell you it is not fact. It is absolutely the opinion of someone or of several people who lived hundreds of years after Christ and what, what happened may or may not have happened when he was alive. And it's about based on folklore and parables and, and just – it's the fairy tale. In most cases, it's a fairy tale. And yes, there's some truth. There's some actual. There are places that existed. There, there are events that actually occurred that are in the Bible, or based on events that occurred. But the Bible was not meant to be taken literally, in my opinion. I mean, initially maybe it was in its original form, but I think as it's been, as it's been changed over time, people have begun to put their own spin on things, just like a publicist would, to make the religion more palatable and more. Um, accessible to the masses, and more more people would be more interested in it. And actually, one of the stories in the Bible, for example, when they say after Jesus Christ died and he was hung on the cross, um, that was it. Uh, well, actually, yeah, I think he was buried in the tomb or whatever. That was it. 
and the story actually ended there. The story ended with the disciples running off and never being heard from again uh, for hundreds of or hundred years or fifty to sixty years or something like that until later. So that was the original ending, but that ending was changed to make Christianity more interesting. So let's make him be resurrected and make him come back from the dead. Not only that, um, but but the whole story of Jesus Christ was told uh, two thousand years before uh, in Egypt. Uh, about Anubis, or was it Ra? I think it was Anubis, but I can't remember which god it was. I have to look it up. But I think it was Ra, but it may have been Anubis. I can't remember. Anyway, so the exact same story was told about a virgin birth, about um, the three wise men, and it was told in a different way, but the same. it was the same story about resurrection and about dying and being resurrected. I mean, all of it was the same. So how can one believe in a religion that is obviously ripped off from something else. How can you believe in that? It obviously is not original. And if it's something is true, if something is true, it's not going to be copied from somewhere else. If all if Jesus Christ himself walked the earth and blah, 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 and homosexuality is a sin and everything else in the Bible is true, then why is it that there is an exact uh, replica of his life uh, that happened 2,000 years before he ever existed. That was known to people in Egypt, known to people even in China, and other stories similar to the story of Anubis or whoever it was, can't remember. Um, also, beyond that, he died when he was 30 years when he was up until he was 30 years old. He was a kid, and then there was nothing until he was 30 years old. So just like with Jesus Christ, that was the same story as with Anubis. So this is why. Religion doesn't make sense to me because people don't use their brain. And people will say to me often, well, my religious beliefs and the reason I believe in homosexuality and all that stuff is based on my religious beliefs. Well, I believe what I believe because it's based on faith. And you still understand faith. Well, to me, it sounds like faith is believing in bullshit just because it's, because it's in front of you. That's what faith means to me when I hear people say that. I, I mean, I think any thinking human being any thinking entity would that can read and actually take information in and filter it out to understand what's actually being said can actually take that information and make a make an actual uh, determination for themselves based on the facts, you know. And if it's true, then why has why is it that we you know God Himself or whatever never came down and said you know homosexuality is a sin or Jesus Christ Himself never said anything about it Himself. You know, as I said earlier, why is it such a fucking big deal if he himself never said anything about it? But let's just say for um, – let's just say for argument's sake that the Bible is true, okay? Let's say the Bible's true. Let's say everything in Noah's Ark and, and resurrection and <clears throat> Adam and Eve and the, the – um, the, um, what the fuck's it called? The last book of the Bible starts with an R. Um <laughs> I can't remember. Anyway, the last book, all of it's true. Revelations, I think. All of it's true. Let's say all of it is true, okay? Um, so what? So what? Let's say all of that is true and God um, wrote that Bible and it's perfect the way it is and everything else. Okay, fine. So what? Let gay people be evil, sinner, people going to hell as you believe in. If that's what you really believe – and it, let's say it's all true and just for sake of argument, <clears throat> so what? Let gay people be who they want to be. 
You know, nobody tells Christians they can't be Christian. And FYI, Christians were the, one of the most persecuted groups ever. And hello, if you remember what happened, if you know your history at all, those of you out there who are Christian, if you know your history, you know, Christians were not treated very well <laughs> um, when they came about as a new sect. And they were trying, you know, they were um, killed and murdered and hello, Jesus Christ himself. So um, they were the outcasts and they were people who were looked at as nuts and in this evil or, or an upstart or whatever. And today Christians have become the oppressors instead of being the oppressed themselves, you know, thousands of years later. Um, so that is an issue, I think. And I think that um, even if that's true, let's say the Bible's true, fine. Uh, so what? Let gay people be themselves. It's no one else's fucking business. It's no one's business what someone else does in their bedroom. It's certainly not the the business of some priest or evangelical Christian or anybody else. You know, why are they always so fucking interested anyway? They're always so interested in what gay people do sexually or whatever, and they're always saying gay people are so evil and so disgusting and wrong and against nature. Well, I have news for you. Homosexuality is all over nature, FYI. It's all over. Animals are all – I mean there's a bazillion animals that couple up as, as gay, have gay people – I mean gay animals within their societies or whatever, penguins being one of them. But there's like – it's a list of like 100 or something animals that do or more even. But I know there's at least 100 or something I read about it. But they they exist. It exists in nature. So it is a natural phenomena. And whether it is a quote-unquote sin according to someone's religious beliefs is no one's fucking business. I don't give a shit what your religion states about my sexual orientation. It doesn't mean anything to me because I don't subscribe to your religion. I'm not part of it. It doesn't affect me. I am not going to be judged by your God because I don't believe in your God, nor am I going to be judged by your set of rules or morality because I don't believe in the Bible as being anything other than a nice little novel or whatever. So it doesn't matter what you think about gay people, but yet you stick your nose in our business and you're trying to stick your nose in our bedrooms. What would you like – how would you like it if gay people passed a law, like DOMA, for example, that said you cannot recognize any marriage where a redheaded man is married to a um, redheaded woman because we don't want to procreate or have them procreate because redheads are disgusting and they're evil and they're an anomaly and they're not meant to be. If they were meant to be, they're a genetic mistake. They're not meant to be. So we need to get rid of all the fucking redheads because they're just evil and disgusting and wrong, and they're always mean and just stupid and ugly. So let's just get rid of all the fucking redheads. So let's pass a law that says redheads cannot procreate. Let's do that. <laughs> let's just do that, right? Let's just do that. So it's just as absurd to say gay people can't get married because one group of people or a small minority really – these days it's a minority, by the way – cannot uh, stand the fact that gay people want to get married. Um, and gay marriage, as I said, has, exist, has existed for uh, thousands and thousands of years, and I gave you the examples earlier. So it is no question that gay marriage is going to be legalized. It, I'm not saying it's going to happen right now, necessarily this June when they make the decision on DOMA and on Proposition A, but it's going to happen in terms of federal recognition someday, no matter what. So essentially and effectively, gay people – if, for example, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show – DOMA, when it is re overturned, which it probably will be in June, 
um, when it is overturned means that those states that offer gay marriage now, um, if you're married in those states, then those states have to the, the federal government has to recognize those marriages, meaning Social Security, meaning all you know every other benefit, taxes and everything else. So because of that, um, it's you know it means effectively gay people will be able to get married the same way that anybody else uh, is is married. Um, it just won't be able to be married recognized by every state, but it will be recognized federally. So whether you like it or not, that's going to happen. I gotta take a break. My voice is leaving me again, and I'll be right back.
we're back for the last half hour of the show. If you want to call in and give us your opinion, the number is 323-843-6160. I'm happy to discuss with you your your position on this topic. Um, hold on. What was I looking for? Where is it? Okay, there it is. Um, anyway, so I uh, I guess I'll just wrap up the show and, and say someone's calling in and I'm going to wrap up the show and say, kind of sum up what I've been talking about tonight. But so we talked about DOMA, Defensive Marriage Act. We talked about the Bible and gay people, the Bible and homosexuality, the Bible and gay marriage. Um, I have debunked many different, um, <laughs> I mean, as much as I can on you know the show, but I've debunked many different, um, with proof, with anecdotes as well, but with proof, um, hard proof that there were gay marriages that existed already in society since 1080 and before. Um, so the past, you know, 2,000 years at least, there's been gay marriages. So, you know, and some of those gay people who got married ended up becoming saints. So they're actual saints who were gay uh, and proven and it's written about. But they're never talked about, of course, because the Catholic um, community doesn't want to prove that. But anyway, um, this is true. This is the truth. And fortunately... Um, people who say that homosexuality, or excuse me, gay marriages never existed, and that it's always been a man and a woman, are wrong, because it hasn't always been a man and a woman. It's been a man and a man. It's been a woman and a woman. It's been a man and a woman. So it's not, it's been a man and many women. It's been many different definitions of marriage, and um, religion is not the go-to place to prove that something is or isn't um, accurate or isn't isn't true, because religion is just simply an opinion. So. Um, we've talked about that and, you know, for, I think, you know, most people today, not most, I don't think, I mean, statistically, <clears throat> the majority of the country now is in support of gay marriage. The majority of the United States of America is in, in support of gay marriage based on several, many, many polls. It's always been far, it's always been more like 50, 54% or whatever, 52% or 56% or whatever are in favor of gay marriage and of the minority is in uh, against gay marriage. So, oh, we've got a caller. Let's see what they have to say. And they're from Dallas as well. Okay, 214, you're on the air. Hello? Hello? Yeah, I'm on here. I was just, I haven't, I don't know what you guys are speaking about. Gay marriage. You have something and, to say about it? Um... I may. I don't. I don't. I mean, what's what's the what's the problem with it? I don't know. Do you? What do you think about it? You think it should be illegal or not? Do I think it should be illegal or not? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's a question. What's your answer? <laughs> um, I don't. I don't really have an answer for it as far as should it be illegal or legal. I think it's more as far as about. Uh, do do we have any standards for what is right or wrong? Well, that's everybody's got a different opinion of what is morally correct and what's morally incorrect. That's the difference. <clears throat> so you can't you can't base it on morality. You have to base it on what is legally correct and what's legally fair or not. What you know under the law, the Constitution, what is and isn't correct. You can't base it on morality because morality is just an opinion. It's subjective. You know. So you're so you're, you're same- go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. Your sense sense of morality, for example, is different from someone else. So someone may think that it's fine to, um, it's fine to marry someone. It's fine. It's fine to marry someone who's under the age of eighteen, 
with their parents' consent, and you may think that's wrong or vice versa. But so one person has one morality, one person has another. But it's legal, and so therefore it's it's legal, and so they can still do that. But it's maybe against your morality. And does it affect you? No, it doesn't affect you. So what's the difference? But does, does legal or illegal change our morality? So if it's unmoral for me to do something, does making it legal change the fact that it's moral now? No, not for you. Not for you. You don't have to approve. That's the whole point. You don't have to. That's my point I'm trying to make for you, is that someone who's against gay marriage does not have to approve of gay marriage for gay people to get married because it has nothing to do with people who don't want to get married to gay people. It only has to do with gay people. It has nothing to do with you. Just because you morally object to it, possibly, it doesn't have any standing legally. What stands legally is what is right for equality, not what is morally correct based on your standards or anybody's standards. So well, what is right for equality is also an opinion. What is right for equality is right not, – no, 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 it's not. And the reason it's not an opinion is because we have laws, we have a constitution, and those things dictate what is and is not legally correct. And that's why we have those to go by, and that's how decisions are made, based on the law. So a law is not an so opinion the, any more than anything the else. The legal precedent that, 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 we are, that we have as far as the constitution – Mm-hmm. Um, those things do, does not base our opinions or as far as what our morality should or shouldn't be. No. No. Then why because, have them? Because because this is the what I'm trying to say to you. Morality is I keep trying to explain this to you or in, in my way of thinking. I mean, is that morality is not something that is held up to a subjective standpoint. It is all I mean. Excuse me, an objective standpoint. It's always subjective. So. No matter who you ask, everyone's morality is going to be different. And there are people who will share your thoughts on morality and some people who won't. And therefore, morality is always subjective, whereas the law is objective. The law is going to apply across the board to everyone in the same way. That is the difference. Morality doesn't do that. Morality is based on someone's opinion only. It, and it's never, ever applied to everybody in the same way. Whereas moral, whereas um, the law is objective and morality is subjective. That's why we can't have law based on morality. Because if we did, then we'd have a million different opinions about everything about what should and should be done. That's why it has to remain objective. So that is the difference. So the the, the gay marriage or approving of gay marriage has nothing to do with morality or unmorality. It's just make it. It's about being equal and being legal. Period. There's nothing moral about it? No, there's nothing moral or immoral about it. Any more than there's anything moral or immoral about heterosexual marriage. Is there is there anything immoral or moral about heterosexual marriage? No, there should I mean if you're married, no it's not. Okay. So why is there anything moral or immoral about gay marriage? Um so you want <laughs> you want me to go religiously? Well, whatever you think. I mean, you can speak however you want to speak. You're free to speak. So. Well, um, I think that marriages are, I mean, for thousands and thousands of years, mm-hmm. have been between man and a woman. That's not true. I don't think it. I don't think it's anything. <laughs> well, first uh, of all, wait, 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 wait. wait. You said that marriages have been between a man and a woman for thousands and thousands of years only. That's not true. 
I mean, if, when you think of the concept of marriage, the whole reason for the debate is to change the idea of it and to make man and man or woman and woman acceptable. No. The not. only reason that you would want to make it acceptable is because it's not accepted and it hasn't been. No. It's not about that. Not at all. First so of all, first of all, first of all, you said that gay marriage has never been. It's always been man and woman, whatever. That's not true. There have been several several people in Greece in ten, the tenth century, Greece, by the way, that got married. In Rome, that got married. In Italy, that got married before Italy was Italy, but Italy that got married. There were people who became uh, saints that were gay, and you don't hear about these people because people who are have you know a bigoted viewpoint about it, don't want people to know about these things. But if you look and you research, you realize that these things are true. These are things that are enshrined even on churches, okay, by effigies and things of that nature. So these are not things that have been made up. These are true. So first of all, it's not true that gay marriage has never existed until now and that marriage is always between a man and a woman. That's not true. And secondly, um, you said something about, what was your second point? I remember, sorry. Well, I mean, the the first point is not to say that gay marriage has never existed. Mm-hmm. It's to say that the the marriage concept is between a man and a woman. Period. When you think about it, no, it's, it's not. not. To say that gay marriage is not. It's, only, it's not to say that gay ma- gay marriage is not as popular as as, as traditional. Because there marriage. aren't as many gay people. The only reason it's the only reason that that concept, when you think about it, is because you're heterosexual. If you're gay, you don't think about. The first thing you think about marriage, you don't think about a man and a woman. You think about a man and a man or a woman and a woman. Just because you're heterosexual, you think about a man and a woman. So no, that's not true. You're, that's what I'm so, saying. Everything is subjective, and you're looking at everything only from one viewpoint, not from two. But if if you're gay, you don't think about it from the heterosexual viewpoint. So why should it be vice versa? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. I'm not trying to – as a gay person, I'm not trying to tell you you can or cannot marry somebody, and you're doing that. That's the difference. Not you personally, no, necessarily, but you know what I'm saying. I'm just asking questions. I got on the phone, and you said gay marriage. What do you think about it? Right, and I'm saying, I'm that, you're saying that heterosexuals don't think about gay marriage in that way. So do I think about – or gay people think about heterosexual marriage? Yeah, but, but not in the same way because I don't try to make you as a heterosexual – you're, you're representing every heterosexual right now, by the way. I don't think of you as a heterosexual uh, and try to go into your life or your bedroom or any part of your life and try to say you can or cannot do something that doesn't affect me, whereas heterosexuals are doing that to gay people by saying you, cannot, you can or cannot do something that doesn't affect me. The thing is gay marriage doesn't have any effect at all. But first of all, gay marriage is already happening. There's nine states that already yeah, allow gay right. marriage. And so it doesn't matter if so, somebody allows it or not. It just it's going to happen and be federally recognized eventually anyway. My point is though question, is that it so is. The, go ahead. Go ahead. Gay marriage. You, the the thing is, we we feel that anything that we do never have an effect on anything else. So my question is this: Does people who sell drugs in a community have an effect on that community? If you move into a community where there may be million-dollar homes, and they look nice, and you just destroy your property. Does the value of that neighborhood go down? Okay, I never said that nothing affects doesn't affect anything else. I said that no, I if you're getting I married, married that you, you, did, you just said that you, you think that nothing ever affects no, anything what else. I, what I'm saying is, is, is not – see, the, the problem with the debate is that, you know, for, for one, I have a lot of gay friends. So I mean I'm not I'm not attacking anybody. 
So I do want you to feel that I'm not attacking you at all. But the the, the problem is that because it's discrimination against uh, gay marriages or let's say discrimination against black people or let's say discrimination against any other race or anything, when you're already discriminated, anytime somebody has something to say about it, we automatically get on the defense. So yeah, for you know what it is? You're a black man, right? You're a black man, right? Yes. Yeah, you're black. Okay. So if someone said to you, well, you're black, you don't deserve the same rights as I do, that wouldn't offend you? Would it offend me? Would it offend you? Yes. Yes. Well, yes, it, it, offends, it offends gay people when people say that to us. There's no difference. But – so yes, of course we're on. No of course we're. Of course we are on the defensive, just as you would be on the defensive if someone's always saying that to you. So yeah, we are on the defensive, just like you are. So there's no but difference. It doesn't, but it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that uh, one is not going to happen, <laughs> and it doesn't mean that that. Um, what does it mean that what's going to happen? Being black and being gay. For one, I am a Christian. Mm-hmm. And and there there has to be some type of regardless if you say there's no moral or unmoral uh, uh, it's not a it's not an issue of morality there's there's some standard that we raise our children to or there's some standard it's that only we an issue of morality life, for people life, who are religious in life it is only a that is a, that can, that, that we feel that is only an issue of morality for people that are religious it is not an issue of morality. For those of us who do not believe that religion should dictate our lives, because we do not allow religion or a Bible or any of that stuff to tell us our morality. You can be a human being or be a humanist or anything and not have religion and still have moral beliefs, still know that you should not murder, still know that you should not steal. These are things that as a human being you would recognize without God – your idea of God anyway, or the Bible telling you so. Only an idiot couldn't go through life without having some moral compass sitting in a book to tell them how to live their life. Do you see the point I'm making? So for you to say that that you know is ridiculous because yeah, you're black, yeah, you're um you're Christian, that's fine. And I'm not saying when I keep saying to you that morality doesn't have anything to do with it. I don't mean from your perspective. I'm saying that ultimately the decision for gay marriage or gay rights or whatever will be decided upon based on legal terms, not your not your morality, my morality, anybody else's morality. It doesn't matter what I believe morally or what you believe morally. All that matters is what legally stands in the courts. And that is why we have dispassion for the law. That's why we have a legal system that does not concede to morality in that way. Yes, morality plays a part in our lives and is a thread through everything. Of course, you're absolutely right about that. But it is not the overall ruling decision on this topic or any civil rights topic. And let me tell you why. If you, as a black man, were living in the 60s or 50s or 40s or 30s or up until slavery in the 1850s and below or after it, before that, I mean, any of that time period, someone would come up to you and say, you know, well, you're black and you do not get the same rights we get because it is against my moral code. That is what I'm saying 
is wrong because they're a Christian and the Bible says black people are not are only, you know, one third of a human being or black people are not as good as I am because they're different. They look different or whatever the case is. That is what I'm saying to you. So the same arguments I keep hearing from people like yourself who are saying to me, well, you're a Christian and you're black and you have these beliefs and whatever else. And so our morality needs to come from somewhere. Well, yeah, your morality may come from that Bible and it may tell you that gay people are evil or wrong or disgusting or whatever. Or even if it doesn't tell you any of that stuff, even if you do have friends that you say you have that are gay um, and that's you're fine with that, that's fine. It doesn't mean you necessarily necessarily believe in gay equality under the law. So for me, it becomes an issue when people like you tell me that being gay is, you know, or being not being gay necessarily, but getting married or that my right to have a marriage is lesser than your own based on some antiquated book written thousands of years ago that you still subscribe to, which is a bullshit in the first place. So thanks for calling. Anyway, that's all I have to say for tonight. I hope you guys have a great night, and I'll talk to you next time on Off Limits. Good night. Look inside, look inside your tiny mind, and look a bit harder, because it's so uninspired, so sick and tired of all the hatred you harbor.
If you're into designer furniture and you want the sofa that broke the internet, you don't have to go broke to get it. Because Designer Looks Furniture has all the same styles and trends and all the quality, but without the designer prices. Check them out. Designer Looks at Value City Furniture or designerlooks.com.